0: Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. All right, Andy and I are back now. And Andy, I'm glad that we took a a few days after that match against Milan to at least gather some thoughts because that was terrible. That was dreadful. There was nothing positive that you could take away from that. From the manager, the players, I thought it was all wrong, completely wrong. How disappointed were you with that?
1: Well, remember last time I told you that uh, I had no expectations uh going going into this game uh, against milan. Um, Meaning, I had no positive expectations, so I got what I expected. It's it's the truth, John. Because we we sat here and talked about for half an hour about how you know we got back into the game against Sampdoria. I never thought that we got back into that game. Uh, Fonseca was 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 pointing out the to the uh, alluding to the you know to the character that it took. Uh, to, for the determination for, of the on the player's part to get back into that match against Sampdoria. And, um, you know, this whole narrative of Roma as underdogs coming back and beating Sampdoria in their own house. And um, I never saw that. I saw, you know, Pellegrini launch it once. And l- luckily there was some brilliance on Dzeko's part. And then Cristante launching it for the second time, and and again, brilliance by Dzeko. But it was never a matter of determination. Players never really looked hungry enough. Um, They took it for granted, just as they took for granted this game. And, you know, we... I'm not taking Petrakis' side, but I remember that he talked about. Uh, I'm glad he brought it up. Well, it's you know it's inevitable when you hear something, and I usually don't pay much attention to you know what a sporting director says about the training session. But Petrachi is out of the club, right or, or almost. So uh, what he said, you know, that the players didn't seem too engaged in the trainings. Well, that's. We can see that now and uh and if you know and if it was up to us, the fans to play after three months of lockdown, then we'd probably give our all, and that's not what the players did, not at all it was it was horrible, it was slow, it was predictable um totally expected, and it just uh, you know a continuation of of this Roma trend of really not taking games seriously which is, you know, if you look at their pedigree and, and, and their, their, their roster, the, the trophies, whatever, it's, um, I, I, that is the most unexplainable thing, why a team like Roma never really cared to, 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 to play with effort.
0: Yeah, first off, the hilarious part, I saw some people saying in the second half, Milan, they dominated, they did really well. Let's just stop this. Okay, both teams are terrible. One of them scored... Because I'm going to do Diawara for the second match in a row doing something inexplicable that Mm -hmm. you really is out of character for him. We call him the professor. Some people call him the professor. And this guy, (laughs) two matches in a row, gifting goals. Again, inexplicable. Brian Cristante on the goal. If there's video of this guy fighting off two (laughs) would-be robbers. I'm going to need to see that because I refuse to believe that this character <laughs> has the physical capabilities to fight off not even one but two. I don't know if any actual saw human him on...
1: beings, actual human beings, right. not not actual
0: turtles. I mean, I watched him on that goal, and I'm just—he looks like an awkward teenager running about the pitch like a 15-year-old. Who is still growing into their body and yeah. they don't know how to run. Like somebody tweeted out, I forget who it was, tweeted out a video of Donald Trump's son. And he's like six feet six yes. inches tall. Yes. The guy can the poor kid can barely move, but yes. he, you know, awkward. I don't want to get into politics here, but he runs very goofy. Goofy, he 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 looks very awkward.
1: When yeah, and he if run. you think about it, the names Bri- Brian and Baron are not that different. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I
0: just need somebody to show me the video because I, I refuse to believe that there is no video given where we are nowadays of him doing this. I need to see it because I don't believe it. This guy runs like an absolute. Just I, I mean, Passive. he moves about Passive. the pitch. Yeah. Passive. He does stupid things. Okay, so I was talking to somebody at Roma last week, and it was like a 40 minute conversation, and they went in on how all the things that Monchi did was wrong. And I agreed with him on most of the things. We we disagreed on some on some minor things, but one of the things that he was saying was it wasn't even the players that Monchi brought in, it was it was the contracts that he handed out. Do I need to remind people that Brian Cristante, his contract was renewed not so long ago? I, 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 yep. I, re, I mean, at least with Pastore, we can all agree that it was a disaster. There is some light at the end of the tunnel. He's being linked with moves away. With Cristante, I, I, I am dumbfounded at what this guy brings because usually a player excels in one area of the pitch. Um, you know, work rate is good, but they're bad technically. Pass the ball well, but they can't shoot the ball on goal. What can Cristante do? Because I, I I couldn't tell you one thing that he's good at.
1: But you know, this is a it's a it's a weird bubble that we're living in because Cristante has still the same. If you. Like for if you ask round and if you if you look at for example the the how Mancini rates him from the national team, they still rate him. He still has the reputation of the Cristante that we saw at Atalanta, which you know you, you talk about you know uh, uh, being passive. That's not what you are at Atalanta, and in fact. Cristante was one of the most dynamic players that year where he scored, I think, like nine goals and was really yes. something to behold. Yes. And and then I remember when uh, De Francesco introduced him into a game and he com- looked completely lost from the get-go and it really never... we never got to see what he was actually good at because he always seemed like he was out of position, which is ridiculous because a player, you know, come on. Okay, I can give you a year of time to to sort of find the the, the right rhythm, the right position, whatever you like, learn the new tricks, skills, whatever. But after a year, come on, you got to show me something. And I always thought that Cristante you know was was going to get to it but now we're looking at a player who not only doesn't uh, impact the team positively he's looking like a, you know like a, just just like a weak spot and that was that was exactly what he was against Milan he that the the, the way he ran after the ball in that goal in that goal was like he never really cared about it and um, that's probably the most uh, defeating aspect of this game is that we saw so many players not only playing awful but just playing like they couldn't care less that yeah that
0: was probably the most eye-opening part of it I I mean okay some things obviously didn't come off It, it is what it is but the lack of the lack of will I thought was the most disturbing thing in that entire match
1: and and you know, we, know what can, to make we can it. we can we can we can talk about you know Diawara making mistakes and Zapacosta making mistakes. Obviously, these guys have had injuries all year round, uh, especially Zapacosta, first start of the game. So obviously, he's not gonna be you know uh, the fastest, the sharpest player on the pitch. But if we have to make a list of of all the performances that we've seen in that game, I think not one of them goes above three.
0: Oh, it was bad. And I don't want, so we're, I mean, we're obviously criticizing the players here. I thought Fonseca was dreadful. And somebody tweeted out, again, I apologize who this was. Somebody tweeted out his record average points per match compared to DiFranchesco. And I'm not saying that this guy is a bad manager because I think he's working with, a pretty stacked deck with some of the things going against him. Obviously, with the club being for sale, it's a very awkward moment. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. However, I thought the changes he made were wrong. I thought too much turnover was wrong. If somebody can explain to me how Davide Zabacosta starts his first match of the season, A, and B, how he lasts 90 minutes, I am all ears because... I. I don't know how anybody can justify that. Now, again, I Zappacosta, he makes a clear mistake on the goal. It is what it is. Mistakes happen. They seem to happen more to Roma players and more so than the rest. But so be it. I just don't understand what Fonseca is doing. I didn't like his lineup from the match against Sampdoria. In this one, I thought his substitutions were all wrong. And... I don't like him after the match saying, "Oh well, we did good in the first half, but then we gave it away in the second." It's like, "Well, you weren't really good in the first." Okay, so you know what am I seeing, or, or what is he seeing that we're not? Because I, <laughs> I, I want him to be more negative. I not more negative, but you get more yeah, realistic. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I just don't get it because there are zero positives to take from that match, and I think even though they won against Samp- Sampdoria, there are not very many positives to take from that one either.
1: Yeah, I, uh, you know, and I've been thinking about this whole manager situation because, as you know, it's obviously Fonseca, you know, is at fault here. Um, I thought the, the 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 choices he made and the starting lineup were really questionable. Like, why would you, you know, I understand we're playing every three days, but uh, why would you just flip the team around and and? start you know start start playing around with with players that come on after one game they're going to die uh, the the fact that he took off jeko so early on shows you that this team when jeko is not going when jeko is not out they're oh, they're
0: unwatchable unwatchable don't, they
1: don't have a system or at least they don't have a reference point which allows them as as soon as as soon as Jeco leaves the pitch the team completely sits back and absorbs all the impact from the opposing side. And it, they never dare to attack afterwards. They never have somebody that you can say, okay, we're going to throw him out there and he's still going to lead the attack. No, it's as soon as Jack off game over, uh, this team is put, why, why do you say that Roma players seem to be more prone to making mistakes? Because, they always put themselves in situations where where they make mistakes if you take uh, the hours goal from uh last week uh totally avoidable one of the stupidest passes you can possibly make and yet you make it because roma are 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 very uh, don't don't seem to have any really per- idea or purpose on on the pitch and you know uh, i don't know what they do on training Maybe Fonseca is, you know, has accepted the fact that half of the team is already thinking of of, of vacation and tr- the transfer market. We know that players like Under, clivert uh, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, are already uh, being looked at as potential sales. So that's it, it's never easy, but whatever you have, Smalling, Mkhitaryan, who don't really know if they're gonna play the Europa League, that's also you know maybe a problem, but it's the most probably frustrating thing about it is this is not the first time we see it. We saw that under Di Francesco, who would remember when he would, after every shit show, he would go on and start talking gibberish about (laughs) a game that we clearly did not see. And, um, you know, I don't want to make these comparisons, but Fonseca with this excuse of, you know, Milan played uh, three games and we played only two and, and this and that and it's always something and um I'm really getting tired of it I don't I don't necessarily think it's Fonseca's fault I think Fonseca is you know a pawn in the grand scheme of things and uh, the problem is that you Roma have had a history of not giving the coaches what they want or at least having this system in place where each coach that comes after the other one inherits a team that really does not fit anything and I don't, I don't want to say that Fonseca is this mastermind of football, or even Di Francesco, but both of them find themselves in a position where they inherit a team that is really not that good, uh, a team where players like Pastore or Cristante must be used because they were paid for with a lot of money, and um, and then you get this, you get a team that really has no backbone, no idea of what they're doing out there, and. The results are are out there, and you know I wouldn't be surprised if Napoli, with Gattuso, who's clearly having an, an impact psychologically, I don't think you know tactically, but at least psychologically, he got to the players. I don't, you know, getting getting Europa League is, is still not a granted thing, and it wouldn't surprise me if we if we lost this spot as well. Oh, I wouldn't
0: be surprised either. In fact, I'd be more, I'd be more surprised at this at this point if Roma held on to it. I do agree with you in the sense that I do think Fonseca is a victim of circumstance with what is happening right now. I do feel bad for him to an extent, although I do think there are some things that could be avoided. Again, we talked last time about players who are on this roster that just seem redundant. And it is depressing when you watch matches like this. I don't know about you, but in terms of like building blocks for the next two, three years... I see maybe two players that you can really build off, (laughs) Zaniolo and Mancini. I I don't know. And it's even more depressing that we have to go through this 10-match death march for the next month. I'm not saying that just because they lost, this is why we're feeling this way. I just cannot believe that people wanted this. Like, this has been (laughs) terrible, these first two matches. And Champions League through. The league is gone now. Just give that up. They're not happening. Not happening. Atalanta, that, gone. Okay. Now, everybody's saying, okay, well, well, now you have 10 warm-up matches or, or 10, uh, um, 10, 10 friendlies, I guess, for the Europa League. You really think that this team can make, not even get past Sevilla, but a Europa League final? maybe that's how the players are thinking because again this match against sevilla it's a one match playoff and then from there you're going to be playing in neutral grounds more than likely i mean if you believe after watching these first two matches that aroma can make it to the europa league good on you you're you're infinitely more optimistic and positive than andy and myself are i just don't <laughs> see it man I, I i really don't and and i can't believe that people are taking the stance of well now roma have 10 dress rehearsals until, until the europa league begins i just don't buy it
1: well if 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 it is the case that the players are playing the way they are playing because you know in their minds they're thinking okay we'll we'll win the four games in the europa league and get what we wanted then fuck them like how dare you to to even you're getting paid millions. There are there are players in this club that are getting paid four point five, two point eight, three three point five, whatever, and 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 play like they belong in the second division in the Ukrainian league. Um, it's yeah, what what is do. it? It's re really, it's this is what pisses me off. Is because why do we? You know why do people? Uh, enjoy so much watching teams like Atalanta or, you know, even Sassuolo uh, with the Zerbi there because players there are are getting paid squat and are playing really attractive football, getting results uh, that have a semblance of a team. Roma don't have that. And if you can't focus on playing against Sampdoria that were decimated by the coronavirus, by injuries, you don't have Qualiarella, you don't have a lot of important players, and you, you play the way they did, then it, that is inexcusable. And it's most worrying is, is that we we were playing exactly like the way we came out here now uh, a few months ago. This is not, you know, just a hangover. This is the continuation of Roma team that we've seen for many, many years, I, I still think that this is the Roma team that we've seen after Spalletti left, uh, it, it, a team that really has has no strong points. They don't have, you know, we can rely on this player, on that player, on that player, and we when this player is not here, we can move like this, and when this player is on the pitch, we can move like that. Roma don't have that. I, you know, Roma under Spalletti was probably the last team that I remember that you took out Jako. You could still, you could, you could, you could, rely on Salah and maybe you could play with Perotti as a false nine, and and you still maintained a certain shape, a certain form, a certain rhythm of a, a, a tempo of play. And after Spalletti. I really don't see a team that has any coherent idea of what they're doing, and um, that's probably most disappointing. And you know, I I know I can't expect much from you know players like Zapacosta. Zapacosta is on loan. Zapacosta was never a superstar. That's not the problem. The problem is the players that make the real money and have zero impact, or perhaps even more negative one.
0: Yeah, it's it's such a weird time, and. Friedkin, in my opinion, more and more distant. I'm not optimistic whatsoever. I don't think that'll close. I'd put it at 10 to 15% at this moment. It's very difficult to find or pick out any sort of positivity at the moment. And again, I, I just don't see how anybody could think that this team, four matches, that they can do it to a Europa League final. I just don't see it. Um, Under to Napoli, right? that's the way it's looking. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I thought you tweeted out a pretty succinct summary about it. No. I think he's just one of those guys that has to leave. End of
1: the end of the road is here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, we. I I loved Under in his first year. Ha, ha, you know, second year injuries. We we thought he'd come back from it. Hasn't come back from it. Potential is still there. I'm not saying anything. It's. I, I think he is a player that can really be something special. But like most others, his time at Roma is, is over. And it should be. And the guy has, has no impact whatsoever on the team. Uh, sometimes he's invisible. When he's used as a substitute, um, we barely see him touch the ball. Yes, once or twice he'll score a banger. But... Um, if we're talking about his growth and the club's growth, the you know the roads should part, and it, this is a good moment. I I think he can do well at Napoli. Um, I wouldn't actually mind seeing him in a in a, in a rival team, and um, yeah, off you go. It's nothing. It's not painful. No, nothing. Um, never th- thought he'd be a part of uh, our future. So. I that's, I can't. I, I yeah. I'm I'm pretty indifferent to be honest.
0: <laughs> that's that's pretty much exactly how I feel now. If you had asked me after the 2017 2018 right. season, we right. sh- we surely would have been devastated. It would have been like, okay, here goes the next big thing. Um, Cavani, can you please just throw cold water on this? Because I'm tired of talking. <laughs> about, it talking about it. Why is that guy talking about it?
1: Like, wh- why is it? Wh- who's wh- whose agent is talking? To that journalist and pushing Cavani. That is
0: the most obvious planted agent story of all time. <laughs> you don't have to be an accountant to realize that this guy was earning over 10 million euros. You think he's going to come to Roma, where <laughs> he he would make less than half of that. I mean, we're probably talking it would
1: require a 60 to 80% decrease in wages. And this so. is, and it's very smart because uh, the both the two teams that they ta- they said they say in that article is Inter and Roma, Inter because they may be looking at selling Lautaro, and Roma because the situation with Zeko is unclear. So good on whoever's agent s- said that, but um, yeah, I don't. It's never it's it's never happening. This is, <laughs> it, and I it, honestly I wouldn't even want it to happen. Um, just because I'm tired of making these deals for these big-name players and then, you know, getting what we're getting. That come to Roma for a last final payday, right? Exactly. That's that's the, that's the feeling. I'm really tired of it because I think that's a contributing factor to, to what we're seeing right now.
0: Yeah, it's... That's what it is. I, I'm tired of it. Not. I'm not saying that that's what Kolodov has done, but I mean that poor guy looks finished. Yeah.
1: We're, uh, we're. I mean, it's 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 tiring to see the same old, same old, and 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 probably the most frustrating thing about it is John is exactly when you when we, you asked me about Under, I said indifference, and you agreed. Because this is the worst feeling ever when you're a fan of a team when you look at a list of names and you're indifferent to about 98 percent of them, maybe excluding Zagnolo Mancini, somebody else I don't I, I really don't know, but um, it just when you see that the players on the pitch really aren't up to it and um, they don't play with heart and I don't rate them and it's it's come to a point where Almost the whole team is filled with these players. Um, and it's going to take a lot more than just, you know, one summer revolution. Um, as we said, there are not many positives there because we really don't know where Roma is going forward. Um, there is not much future under Palotta. Uh, there is not much future with these current players. Um it's it's I don't know, but it, it we sound pretty tragic, but the, the light at the end of the tunnel is, is really, really far away in this case.
0: Oh, I agree. And our good friend Alstini, he went on the radio today, he said that Palotta, or I'm sorry, Roma. There have been conversations with two potential American owners. I don't know who they are. Um and they can't be that far because Friedkin, they they have an exclusive negotiation period with Roma. If Roma were to enter into negotiations with anybody else, they would have to inform Friedkin. They would have to, obviously, make, uh, make an announcement for, uh, for the stock market requirements. I just don't know. It, and it's- no, it's not Jeff Bezos. <laughs> no, please. Oh, my God. Please stop that. Please stop with Cavani. Please stop <laughs> with Jeff Bezos. It's not- Listen, Jeff Bezos has plenty of headaches in his life right now. I can't imagine that he would be that much now again. This maybe money his ha- wife. Maybe his wife. Still. Well, you know, this guy has enough money, you know, every time he takes goes to the restroom, he can just, you know, wipe, wipe yes. his backside with yes. with hundred dollar with, you know, hundred euros. So okay. I but no, Jeff Bezos is not is not is not coming to Roma. So please stop that. Um man, this is depressing. I can't believe people wanted this back. It's this just seems so depressing to have to subject ourselves to this twice a week. It's okay. And then you
1: see, and then you see the display, you know, the refereeing displays and the, I don't even want to talk about that. No, no, it's not. It's, uh, it's, it's not, no, there's not no point in talking about it. Probably the only thing is that enjoy watching the teams that are hungrier than Roma. So, Enjoy teams that actually play football because if you're going to follow only Roma, then you might as well stop for the next month or so. Just quit football. Don't ignore everything. and um, this Because this is not going to end up well. And, um, you know, as I said, Milan are there or Napoli are there right behind us. So it's, um, yeah, not looking good.
0: Yeah, and then I, I understand some people, they get excited and they find a bit of hope with the transfer market and then yesterday I'm reading I get the notification that Juve they sell some nobody midfielder who's played 14 minutes he's 22 years old uh, they sell him for like 7 million euros to Atalanta pianage somehow turns into 60 million euros
1: fucking Just... hell man wait how like <laughs>
0: this fake plus valenza thing man
1: I, I, it it is going to
0: kill me i i, I can't do it Mm-hmm. Cause I, So I asked somebody at Roma um, on the sporting side. I'm just like, what do you guys think about this? Because this is, this is getting to the point where it's just stupid. Uh, like, really? Uh, Juve are selling a guy who has played 10 minutes of football. He's 22. They're selling him to Atalanta for 7 million euros. I, I just refuse to believe that any of this stuff is real. They know it's not real. We all know that this is for uh, fake accounting purposes. I just don't want to get into this <laughs> because we and all know. And then the Roma. outcome,
1: and then the outcome is Spinazzola playing, playing on the oh. left the way he played oh. against Milan. That's the outcome of fake plus Valencias. Uh, how is it that Roma have ten fullbacks in the roster? Not
0: one of them is even like remotely <sighs> capable of being a complete player.
1: Yeah, I, it, it, it's astounding. And, and 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 you know just to briefly come back to this 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 part of it is that I I talked about this in our Patreon group chat is that we had we had these reference point reference points with 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 Spalletti I keep going back to Spalletti because that's the last season where we saw a semblance of play we 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 got the record of points which led nowhere but still um, you had a team that had really a lot of reference points. You had one of the best goalkeepers in the league in Chesney in that particular year. You had Emerson, who was one of the best fullbacks in the league at, in that year. You had N'Golan, who was one of the best midfielders in the world. You had Dzeko, who was having a career year after uh, a disappointing one. You had, you, you had Salah, uh, easily one of the best wingers in the game. Uh, you had reference points. I'm not saying that we had world-class players. But we had players that knew what their job was, knew how to how to contribute to the team to the maximum degree. You had Golan who was being utilized as a number 10 almost. You had uh, Salah, who was getting uh, applauded by Spalletti in a conference dedicated just to his work rate. You had Emerson, who was basically playing as a winger and and assisting and scoring bangers, whose defensive contributions... Are dearly missed, you had goalkeepers year after year, and Alisson and and Chesney who were really good together uh, that 's and now you know years and years go forward and and we never find that we never find these reference points it's and it 's not because we keep selling them it's because we can 't seem to buy the right ones and that 's the thing is that we 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 find we sell Strotman, we say Nagle fine, but we never find the right replacements. And uh, I don't think that it's it's more visible, that it, 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 it's been more visible than it is now, that this is a team that lacks a soul, that lacks an idea, that lacks spirit, because you just have players that you can't really rely on.
0: I know. And we don't mean to come on here and depress everybody. It's just one of those moments where it's difficult to see the light. If we want to look for positives, the positives are, the financial situation is so bad that Palotta <laughs> knows he has to sell. There is no if, ands, or buts about it. Palotta is going to sell. All we have to do is sit here and wait. And I know our nature, particularly as Roma supporters, is being patient seems damn near impossible. But if you're looking for a positive in all of this, that is a positive. Now, again, Friedkin... They met. Uh, they met over the weekend. The two, uh, the lawyers for each of them. No significant progress at all. Again, I don't think Friedkin will be the new owners of Roma at this very moment. However, very fluid could change tomorrow if Palotta decides to say decides to say, you know what, uh, screw it, I'm just going to walk away and accept uh, uh, accept the loss. I don't think that could happen, but. Who knows? But I think right now that's really all we have to hang on to, unfortunately, is knowing that at some point within the next six to eight months, Roma will certainly be in the hands of somebody else or nearing the passing into the hands of somebody else. So if you're looking for any sort of positive, you're going to have to hang on to that because really that's all we have at this moment. And I guess Zaniolo returning, I don't expect him to play against Udinese, but he's Mm. returning from a, a... torn acl it's a great thing great player yeah. i don't think he's going to leave this summer that's two positives i guess wow all right yeah um we're not going to depress you anymore we'll be back after the match against Utenese. who knows I, uh, t- no
1: not yeah. again not again yeah
0: well they played the well the thing is they played relatively well against atalanta um, <laughs> which is really really worrying so <laughs> we'll be back after that match everybody thank you for listening again we're sorry if we depressed you but there's light It, it, it may be faint but there is light at the end of this tunnel so we will we will keep you updated along the way as always thank you for listening to us we appreciate it uh and until next time ciao